Hello and welcome to this episode of Critics on a Bus, the podcast where two best friends review the latest films and talk film theory. Uh, hello. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> that was <laughs> terrible though. <laughs> My goodness. Oh dear. Welcome to the at-home edition of Critics on a Bus. Yes, the COVID-19 edition. How are you doing today, Cameron? I'm doing well. How are you? You know, I'm doing wonderfully. I'm doing absolutely <laughs> wonderfully. Why don't you tell the folks what we're doing today? So today we're going to take a, a massive stab and a controversial stab at ranking all the Disney Pixar films. Purely because Disney Plus is coming out in a few days. It'll be out the day before the release of this episode. So we thought, whilst everyone is stuck at home, probably signing up to Disney Plus and we're going to watch the Pixar films, we'd rank them. Yeah, we'd rank them. Yes, and we're going to do individual rankings. So I'm going to do mine and then Cameron's going to do his. And just a little spoiler, they will be different. And... <laughs> We this couldn't agree on one. Yeah, no, we couldn't. And this might get very opinionated and heated. And listening to this, you might think it's so scandalous that you need to create your own list. And if so, we would happily have a look at it. We just need to clear up two things before we steam ahead. The first, and this is main, this is on my side at least, is that I have not seen all 22 Disney Pixar movies. I have only seen 17 of them. And if that offends you, then please don't turn off. But I have not seen Monsters University, Wally, which I know that is absolutely atrocious, Cars 2, Cars 3, and The Good Dinosaur, which I believe I'm not really missing much on. So that I just need to clear up. Do you want to just say a little something about opinions? Yeah, this, this, <laughs> these lists are very much opinionated by both of us. Um, we have separate lists because we would just not be able to agree on the lists because Paul is going from very nostalgic, very childlike innocence list of of what he remembers to be the best. I'm going on just what is straight up the best. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly the point we're trying to not make it sounded like you were saying so paul's is all just opinionated mine is like real like objective like <laughs> which explains why we've got different this so they're all very subjective it's all very this is cameron's ranking of pixar this is paul's ranking of pixar this isn't i don't think you can ever have a definitive answer everyone will have a completely different list but it will be full of our absolute opinions and it's going to be interesting to see how we agree or disagree with each other on this. Yeah, it will. Okay, so without any further ado, shall I start us off? Yes. So, coming in at number 17 for me is A Bug's Life. Now, I must confess, this is mainly because I didn't really watch it that much growing up, but I did at least watch it once or twice. I never really attached myself to it, if I'm being honest. And I remember it being entertaining, fun, funny, but it makes the bottom of the list just because I I never really kind of I never really got into it. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean I mean I had a cricket clock once. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why. And at one point I made him eat an after eight and so for ages he had like a chocolatey mouth. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I had a, a cricket clock. Um, okay. So, okay, but it, well, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. It's one of those yeah. films that you kind of, oh yeah, that's Pixar. The thing is, is that many of these aren't particularly bad films, but mm. you have, if we have to rank them, we have to rank them. 
That being said, the next one, number 16, for me, I put Toy Story 4. Now, for some of you, that may seem quite low. And as you will see, I have an eternal love for Toy Story as a franchise. But for me, Toy Story 4 was incredibly disappointing. It just wasn't, it just didn't. It just didn't float my boat. I just, I, I may probably because I'm too attached to the original trilogy, <laughs> but it just really disappointed me. So I don't want to say too much more about that. But, uh, but yeah, fifteen, and this might be low, particularly speaking to someone of Scottish ancestry. Fifteen for me is brave. I hope yes. that doesn't outrage you too much. It, it hurts my soul, Paul. Especially <laughs> considering, especially considering, like it's based on the island where your co-host is from. <laughs> yes, it is. And so you have deep links to it. But <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, do you know what? We did, uh, we had a, up on, on the Facebook page, and I hope you will have a look at it. There was this thing that was like, are Disney, are these Disney Pixar's movies overrated or underrated? And I personally must say, I think Brave is a little bit overrated. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm sorry. Oh, my days don't send any of your uh, scottish family around with huge <laughs> logs to throw at me or something <laughs> it's all in kilts you can you have to give back if you, have, if you own a kilt you have to give it back now officially luckily i don't but also i do ha- i i'm planning on getting one but a cornish no. kilt no. so no. no no am i not allowed that even no. your your oh. your your kilt wearing rights have been revoked by all okay. of scotland so Okay, well, there. That's that one then. I, I, I don't have to worry about saving up for that one then. No, nope, there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Number fourteen for me is Finding Dory. I watched it when it came out, so obviously I was a full-grown adult by then, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but okay. Um, but yes, no, Finding Dory. It was just. It was entertaining. It was. It, I found it to be very entertaining. I didn't feel particularly attached to it because I, I obviously didn't grow up watching it or anything. But I thought it was just a really, really solid film. It didn't give me as much of a as much trauma as Finding Nemo. We'll get into that. <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> but but no, I I think it's a solid solid entry. Number thirteen, unlucky number thirteen. No, but <laughs> this is still a good film. Is Cars again? I know that for some people, cars like really mean something to them. It's one of those ones that some people really kind of attach themselves to, like most of these films. Yeah. But cars, again, it was a bit after my time, and I never really properly, properly got into it. I did watch it. I did enjoy it. I thought it was very enjoyable, but it, it just didn't kind of, you know, strike that deep chord with me. Uh, as it's meant to Mm -hmm. yeah number 12 strong entry monsters inc Uh, number 12 yeah number 12 that's offensive you gotta remember that 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 it's like splitting hairs so even though there are 11 above it like the difference between them is not is not particularly big but it's monsters inc i know and again and monsters inc in particular at least judging by conversations i've had with friends and people and whatnot that one is another one that quite a lot of people kind of attach themselves to also i i saw a video someone did the maths and they the, the way they work it you can actually get a twenty three nineteen out of covid 19 which is obviously like the the code they use in monsters inc about like the whole they've got like a child 
like suck on them or something and they're like oh, right. to it. so it's even really relevant and you're putting it down at 12 that's wow it's topical it's it's uh... wow <laughs> well I'm so I'm just gonna have to uh, be <laughs> condemned on that one when I was younger I used to have a little toy of Randall I didn't really play with it that much but I remember having it so I must have had some attachment to this film I just not massively not massively number 11 a very strong entry is Coco I saw this what, what would have been two years ago two three years ago and I thought that this film was absolutely wonderful very emotional particularly the end this one really kind of you know really touched me and I think in particular so my mum she's she's Portuguese but she also she's also lived in Spain and there's that kind of Latin cultural element to it there's the Spanish element to it and that also really resonated with me I know my mum watched it and thinking about her grandma and the key character in Coco is 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 a grandma that really really resonated with her as well so it's just it's just one that really has a has a good feeling to it and I feel like it builds up to that emotional climax like a lot of really good Disney Pixar films do so number 10 and again people uh, I, I feel like every time I put something here I just I the precursor is people might be upset by this because <laughs> I know so many people where they have that one or those two kind of Disney Pixar movies that for them are just the ultimate I know my brother-in-law would be outraged at this being a number 10 but up again I know some people absolutely love this film I I do too. I I do love it. I think it's wonderful. I think in particular, obviously, that that sequence at the beginning where it shows him going through his life with his wife. I think that there is something just so incredibly beautiful and profound about that. And then, of course, how it all rounds off is just very special. So, again, 10 is good. 10 is 10 is good. That's top 10. That's top ten. Is that what you're telling yourself with this? Yeah. So, so anyone can get off my back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Coming in at number nine is The Incredibles two. I am putting it there one because I love the first Incredibles, and so it was just good to be back in that world. Mm -hmm. But also because I found it incredibly funny. It was I, I hadn't when I went to see it, I hadn't laughed that much in the cinema for quite a while. I I genuinely really really enjoyed and found it just funny i don't think it was as obviously don't think it was as good as the first one but i i just really really enjoyed it there was some interesting uh social commentary in there and yeah the whole scene with jack jack and the raccoon in the garden just had me laughing quite quite intensely Number eight, surprisingly high and probably reco- recollection bias. I'm guilty of recollection bias like all the time, aren't I? Where the most recent thing I've seen for some reason goes higher in the list. Yep. Anyway, that aside, <laughs> that aside, coming at number eight is Onward, a recent one that you can check out our review for. Please go ahead and do that. And yeah, I I think, again, for Onward, it was the emotional climax and you can back me up on this yes it was it was the emotional climax that really does it for onward isn't it it really is it's it's such a like an emotional like and like brave ending i really think yeah yeah no so yeah no fantastic entry there number seven finding nemo now i need to explain something a little bit here with this one this film traumatized me in that i remember watching it and i remember nemo being in the situation that he is in the fish tank and i remember marvin the dad going after him and 
I remember just feeling like, how on earth is he going to find him? He's in a fish tank and and he's in the sea and the sea is huge and he's lost his son and but he's going to oh my goodness! And I remember just being so intensely like traumatized by that. But I also remember feeling probably some of the greatest relief of my childhood when eventually they are reunited. But that film really kind of deeply affected me. It like I remember so distinctly those feelings and I remember just it was difficult, but it was it was worth it. So I guess kind of big payoff, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, coming in at number six and then we'll get to the top five. Number six for me is the Incredibles. I remember going to watch this in the cinema with my dad and my sister. And I still to this day think that this is just in the grand scheme of things, not just in terms of Disney Pixar films. I think that this is a phenomenal film just by itself. I think it's it's entertaining, it's funny, it's profound, it's it's just such a brilliant film. And I, I loved it so much. I watched it tons growing up. I you know, I wish that I could run as fast as Dash and run across water and I just I was obsessed with the universe that they create this superhero universe but it's it's a very different superhero universe and and there's that kind of midlife crisis element to it not that that really resonated with me when i was like 11 but but uh, <laughs> not that it really resonates with me now as a 24 year old but <laughs> but <laughs> but but yeah good entry good entry okay we're coming into the top five okay and at number five is a film that's very dear to my heart and that is Toy Story. Toy Story, Toy Story, I, Toy Story, the whole Toy Story franchise, if we want to call it that, is one that kind of defined my childhood growing up. If we're talking about Disney Pixar, everyone has those ones that they're attached to. And Toy Story, for me, was always something special. I had a little Buzz Lightyear when I was mm-hmm. younger. I think I had a Woody as well. And... I I just watched and watched and watched those films. I remember particularly from that film watching Buzz flying with Woody to get back into the car and again I was traumatized by Sid as a character. I I was genuinely scared out of my mind and so much so actually that there was an old man in our local church whose name was Sid, who I wouldn't go to his house when my parents visited him because I was so <laughs> scared because I, when they would say, let's go and visit Sid, this was when I was very young. I mean, Toy Story came out a while ago, yeah. but yeah, I was that scared of Sid that I, yeah, I avoided this old man's house. So, so yeah, number five. Okay. Coming in at number four is a controversial one. And I know that this is very charged for Cameron and it is for his marriage because his wife thinks that this is potentially the greatest film of all time. And it's, it's, it is, it's not, but it's, it's close. It's, it's a very good film. So number four is Ratatouille, perhaps a little bit overlooked perhaps a little bit overlooked you know it's not one of those kind of staple kind of like i i know a lot of people who think up is the best film in the world or who think that wally is the best film in the world or monsters inc but i don't know that many people who you know properly attach onto ratatouille but it is an incredible film and i hadn't seen it up until maybe a year and a half ago mm. Until Ashlyn, Cameron's wife, highlighted to me that it's it has a 96 Metacritic score, which is outrageously high. And so that piqued my interest. 
and I watched it, and I must say, it is very good. It's a very good film. Incredibly well-paced, funny, profound. I feel like you can use all the same adjectives to describe Pixar films, can't you? Funny, profound, you know, like... <laughs> yeah. But, um, but no, it's a very, very good film. I'm, I can't remember where you put this in your list, so I'll be interested to see. Um, yeah, it will be interesting yeah. we'll offload that one uh, <laughs> okay and top three top Ooh. three three for me is inside out inside out is amazing oh. uh, it could easily make number one if it weren't for the two films above it inside out is probably the most emotional i've been watching mm-hmm. watching a pixar movie mm-hmm. i think probably ah no okay okay number two is but but this is this is uh this is an emotional deep incredible film i watched it when i was like 20 yeah i guess i was 20 when i watched it and i was profoundly affected by it even though i wasn't a child i can only imagine what i would have thought of it when i was a child but but yeah even as a full-grown adult i was i was deeply moved by that movie i know that that this is one that you were also a huge fan of yeah i remember inside out and you'll see where where it's placed on my list yes yes yep Okay, so coming in at number two is Toy Story 3. I love Toy Story 3. I lo- as I say, I love the story in general. Toy Story 3 I watched when I was, I guess, 16 or something like that. And it just, it rounded off my childhood. It was kind of like, maybe I was like 17. It was like the signal that said, it's okay to grow up now. And it was perfectly timed. It was just amazing, like just the way that it rounds off, the way when he, the scene where he gives the toys to Bonnie, literally in tears at the cinema. I was absolutely blown away. It it had so much kind of symbolic value to me as a lover of that franchise and as someone who was at that age where I was soon going to go and do missionary work for my church and then was going to go to university. And it just it just hit every right note. And it's a brilliant escape film. And it's funny, and it's ah, Toy Story three, man. I I just I I get the sense that you didn't attach onto Toy Story as much as I did as a young. I I did I I did not rate Toy Story three at all. (sighs) (laughs) I think that more than it does all. Yeah, I I I, listeners, please direct your outrage at Cameron for this because that's (laughs) that's unacceptable. Toy Story three, ah, nope. So this, good. It, I think it might be one of the worst ones made. But, well, uh, we're gonna keep an argument when it comes to your turn. But, <laughs> <laughs> but ironically, number one for me is Toy Story Two. If you haven't already guessed it, I, I it's, it's Toy Story. I don't know what it is. It's just I have so many special memories of just the Toy Story films. But Toy Story Two for me was when I was properly, properly conscious of films and. Or at least at first, properly conscious of films. The first one, I it came out. I think the year I was born, maybe. I, I need to double check that. But but it, it I, I was a bit young, so I, I didn't quite understand the plot, and and I still liked it, and I like looking at Buzz Lightyear, and I had the little Buzz Lightyear toy. But a lot of the stuff from Toy Story One that I remember is my parents telling me or pictures and stuff like that. Whereas Toy Story Two, I remember distinctly, fully understanding the plot. I remember understanding Stinky Pete's betrayal. I remember understanding that Woody had this choice before him of staying with the, you know, future museum toys and then going with his old friends 
uh, like Andy's toys and how that was very difficult. But then the way that it comes to a resolution at the end is brilliant. I think the scene with the plane when then they have to, like even just the physical kind of action mechanics of that and the way that he uses, you know, his his string to kind of latch onto a bolt and then they swing and bullseyes their Like literally, I love, love that film and i still to this day one of my favorite songs of all time is when somebody loves you the song that jesse sings about her previous owner that just oh that you gets really me like that film don't you well it's number one for me it's number one i just i just i just i love it and maybe if the listeners are lucky at the end i'll treat us to me singing um oh. a second that song is an outro or something <laughs> <laughs> But no, Toy Story 2. That's my number one. Wow. That that was that was a lot. What a controversial list. It is, but the controversy shall only increase when we go to your list. <laughs> you 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 assume. I I assume. I know. And now because I've got my list out of the way, I can properly interject and express my outrage at yours. So go <laughs> Well, just so you know, my list has changed since what I sent you yesterday. So, you know. Okay. <clears throat> Okay. okay, so so moving on to to my list of Disney Pixar. Now I've I've seen twenty of the twenty two films, but I've added the last I've added the two into my list because I'm pretty sure I know where they're going. Okay. So bear with me. So okay. starting at at number twenty two, dead last, and I have seen this one, and I am ashamed that I've seen it. Is the good dinosaur? What a rubbish! The bad dinosaur. The bad dinosaur, the very bad dinosaur. In fact, I think this might be like genuinely the only Pixar film that is just not worthy of Pixar, and it's just atrocious, and I can't stand it. And that's all we're gonna say. And we're gonna move on. Okay, it's that bad. <clears throat> that's cut to the point. There we go. Um, moving on. So this is one of the films I haven't seen at number twenty-one, and that is Cars Three. Mm. Cars is not actually massively regarded as 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 a as a trilogy as a great pixar installment anyway and the 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 films kind of got worse and worse as they went on and i've seen bits of cars 3 but i've never managed to sit through the whole thing properly because it's just a mess and it just doesn't feel right and i don't like it <laughs> fair enough you know and it sounds like i have good enough reason to still include it yeah it's just yeah it's oh. and with that on the same vein, Cars 2 is at number 20. Really kicking Cars down. <laughs> um, straight away, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I just, I just, it was just a bit flat. It was, it's so unmemorable. And I think oh, Cars 2, I think, if I can get the difference between Cars 2 and 3 in mind, it's like the spy one. And it's just, why? It's just a mess. And it, it, it just, it doesn't seem to know what it is and it's just outrageous and i mean disney films are kind of outrageous sometimes but it just doesn't feel right you know how the, there's some films that feel just that's that's a perfect world created you know it's right yeah like, like, like the, we talked about and onward yeah yeah this just, it just feels like it's completely different they're like oh let's just have cars shoot lasers and drive up <laughs> the big ben and it's like no this doesn't work um so that's why it's at number 20 cool okay and uh, we're racing for this. Number nineteen racing uh, cars. Wait. <laughs> is the other film I haven't seen, but I'm putting it down here because it because everyone I spoke to was like, nah, no, they went too far. It shouldn't have been made, it, and I didn't want to see it because it just didn't interest me. I couldn't think of the story; just seemed odd. And that's Toy Story Four. 
I fully support that decision. Well, you're getting a lot of agreement here. Like, yeah. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. It's quite, I, quite, quite good. It was equally low for me. I, I just, they should have left it at the trilogy. It would have been perfect. But nope, they just had to go and. They had to go. They had to go one too far. They got a bit greedy. Even with Keanu Reeves, and I love Keanu Reeves right now. Um, yeah. Who doesn't? And just all the just all the weird ass things they tried to do with it. Four key. Just the marketing just uh, felt just it, the marketing enough was enough to put me off. Yeah, fair enough. The only bit I wanted to see was the two like weird bear rabbit prize things get their foot stuck in Buzz Lightyear's visor. Yeah, I mean they were like relatively funny, but yeah. The one thing about it is it it was beautifully animated. But, of course, but that's it. Yeah, but it's and just they, they all are, aren't they? I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It just it just felt a step too far, and I wasn't on board with it. So that's why it's down there. Good. Um. Okay. I've now seen everything above this. So okay. In six, in eighteenth place is a bug's life. I put it out here because I love the I love the little circus, the little flea circus, and the caterpillar was so funny. <laughs> I do love the caterpillar, and I watched that as a as a child. I I have very distinct memories. Like I said, I had a cricket clock. I don't mm. know why I had the clock with the cricket on it. Or he might not have been a clock. He might have, I had the cricket on something for some reason. I had the bad guy as a toy. Fed him an after eight. Not, fed him an after eight. I don't <laughs> know why again either. As a child for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's there. It's its own little thing. I remember playing the game quite a lot. I really liked the, the Bugs mm-hmm. Life game, which probably is like the nostalgia thing. I probably think more of the game than I do the film. Okay. But because of its expansive game life, that I put it up at 18. Why not? Um, I also didn't realize for a long time that it was Pixar. I thought it was like DreamWorks or something because it, you know. Well, there cause... was the the film Ants, wasn't there? Around about the same time. Yeah. And that wasn't Disney. I don't even think that was DreamWorks. I. I, I yeah. Right, number 17. Mm-hmm. Leaving it to bed here, we are putting Cars down number 17. Ooh. Um, yeah. That is controversial. I know I have a lot of American friends who are not going to be happy with that. Yeah, but if you look at a lot of things, Cars is regarded when it came out was regarded as the worst Pixar film made. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So like, Cars doesn't actually have that much love as you think it does. Um, okay. Like Cars is, is up here because, I mean, I think it, it probably should have. Because thinking about this, it probably should have been a place higher. But um, yeah, it's it's. It's interesting and like the whole like cars thing, you know, like talking cars is always something yeah. as a kid, I'd always play with cars and they'd always talk and have little races and stuff like that. So it, it has that little like childhood nostalgia to it. But frankly, I don't really remember what the story is massively about. Can about you... the shutting down of Route 66 and how that then affected the uh, the gas station and the town and whatnot, because no one was driving along it anymore. And so then i can't remember the rest but that's what there, I... <laughs> there you go there you go there you go right um the next one number 16 you're gonna hate me for this is toy story 3 <laughs> paul retallick has left the conversation no, that is well do you know what i'm not even is it worth you even justifying that? I think we should just move on. And also, I mean, I'm, I'm going to make it worse. I'm going to stick the knife in it. The, the reason is I did not like the ending. The whole like incinerator thing was just dumb. And I, 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 had no, I had no emotional connection to that moment. And the whole, I just did not like the, a lot of the film. And it probably should be below cars, in my opinion. Can, can, I, 
can I just just to hear, like thinking in terms of the future? Can I just be the can I be the one who edits this episode? <laughs> uh, just uh, putting that. <laughs> Yeah, it just it for some reason, for some whatever reason, maybe I was just in a really like unemotional state, but that film Yeah, that must have been it. That film really just does not connect with me at all. And yeah, no, no way. So I I might yeah. I'm even debating putting it down one and putting cards above it. I don't like it that much. Right. It's disgusting. Okay. Going, going <laughs> to number fifteen is Monsters University. Okay. So I love monsters, the whole like idea of the monsters like universe. Um the monster university was like a fun idea, but like I didn't necessarily need to know how they became like how they I, I, I think a, a monster sequel, not a prequel, would have done way better. But I like the monster like world. I just I just think it's really funny and I like Mike and Sully, but yeah, I think the whole idea of it kind of like changes their relationship a little bit from the first one. But for me it's still it's still fun, still nice, but it's not like I would wa- much rather watch Ink over University. Yeah, fair enough. So. I think most people are in the same boat with you on that one. Yeah. At number fourteen, we have The Incredibles two. Um, yeah, so it has moved a little bit. So I I like The Incredibles. I like Incredibles two. I did. I think I don't know if I reviewed this when I was doing a blog or not, but there was just part of it that there was something about the whole kind of villainy that just felt a bit weak okay. and just and just a bit because i think it's basically it's the same thing it's just someone without powers is trying to be powerful and pretending mm. and it just felt a bit same same it felt a bit um copy and paste mm. or you know you can borrow my homework but just don't make it look the same mm. sort of kind of world and i think that that's why it's so low down i use air quotes i know you can't see that <laughs> <laughs> it's so low down because it just felt a bit too copy and paste from the first one it, it lacked a bit of its own originality so mm. it's down there fair enough okay um, and just just now i'm going to file i'm going to have be filed for divorce because at number 13 is ratatouille no yes no <laughs> right oh my goodness i'm gonna message your wife right now <laughs> <laughs> no i just like i've seen it once it's okay you, it. no you can't just let it drop on that that's <laughs> outrageous yeah i've seen it once i don't i don't see i think it's massively overhyped and i think i don't see the hype in it and maybe disney plus will change my mind maybe we should come back to this in a year's time and do a re re-review of all the pixar films after having disney plus and see how we feel then because i haven't watched it in a long long time but i don't i don't remember it i know the rat plays with the dude's hair makes him cook and they're all about trying to impress some critic and that's about it really isn't it so like that is not that is not about it that that is the worst summary of ratatouille i've ever heard um so yeah it's 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 fine it's a fine film but it's not memorable in any sense for me right we need to move on we need to move on (laughs) so now i now we're i put this one down although it, it could be any higher like 12 to 1 is very close. It's all very kind of marginal. Mm. Um, I'm putting 12 as Coco. Okay, yeah. Now, I, I love Coco. We actually watched it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I do I do like Coco. The music's really fun. I love the whole like Day of the Dead thing. I loved the twist about the skeleton he was with the whole time with his dad, with his, his 
great great granddad or whatever and yeah I, I really do i really 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 do like the film but it hasn't had i guess maybe it just hasn't had the time to build up that nostalgia for me yeah yeah i don't know i just think some films above it have a bigger emotional payoff as well although yeah I mean, it does have a huge emotional payoff, you know, like the whole idea of being forgotten is really sad and I did enjoy it, but for some reason, there's just, yeah, I think the, the payoff is bigger and some of the ones above it, so. Fair enough, fair enough. Mm. Number 11, exactly halfway through, we have Onward. Okay, that's a nice solid place. Yep, like, the, I mean, it, 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 the whole kind of film suits me as, as a massive nerd anyway. Mm. Um, the whole kind of wizards and all these kind of creatures and magic and stuff. And that ending is just so powerful. Um, the, the sacrifice Oof. is, you know, and it's coming out on Disney Plus. So we're not, I'm not going to spoil the ending here of what actually happens, but it is a really powerful ending and it's, it's really, and it's coming out on Disney Plus like next week. Um, definitely worth checking out definitely worth checking out the listen to our reviews i'm not going to spoil it so but that that ending is is, is strong enough to to kick it up into to 11th and halfway through and and really kind of put it there for us for me anyway so i really enjoyed it i, I hope this is one film i hope they have a sequel for because there's so much more they mm. could do with it I really do think it it's worth it it's a world worth exploring definitely yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely all right at number 10 I have I don't know I actually I think I moved it down I have um is up oh like obviously that's my whole... number 10 as well actually oh so we've got we've got one in agreement there we go we've got one in <laughs> like the story the, the 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 man's story is so strong and so powerful and so heartwarming and sad it really does hit you in the feels and Doug I love Doug I mean who doesn't love a talking <laughs> dog but I haven't been drawn to watch it again in a, in a long time but yeah, that is a it is a really interesting world, and yeah, it's so it's so sad. It's so sad. Mm. Um, uh, keeping on that theme of so sad, I just got a message back from your wife. Uh, she said, "I'm sorry, what? Tell him it's over." So that is the end of your marriage now because of the sweet. ratitude. Um, do you have a spare bedroom I can come in? <laughs> yeah, you can come and join us. In Soon the... we'll be doing the podcast together because I'll be living with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, kept, I purposely kept my list from her because I knew she'd hate it. <laughs> oh, well, well. Anyway, moving anyway, on with my impending divorce you. happening. Um, <laughs> on number nine, I have put Toy Story 2. So, I it's probably it's probably one of the films I've actually watched the most. To be fair, I was expecting most Toy Stories to be lower for you, so I'll take nine. Okay. I'll take nine. It is okay. my favorite film, favorite Pixar film, but but I'll I'll you know like, that's you it's know, respectable. It's when respectable. You were, when you were describing, I was like, oh yeah, that and that. Like it's been a long time since I've seen it, mm. and I love Bullseye, and you know the whole kind of situation is really interesting and really kind of tough and you know and everything you said about it was was really good a really good description of it but it it's just it's not the best out there there's just better stories and better things and and a bit better connection for me than than that in toy story 2 i'd write the some of the ones above it i'd way rather watch again and again over toy story 2 um it it was one um, of the only videos that we had in the house is probably why i watched it so much (laughs) Well, like we said, these are subjective, opinionated uh, lists, and uh, <laughs> let's just leave that one there. Okay, moving on. At number eight is Finding Dory. 
Wow, that's quite high. It is, but because I love the beluga whale so much, <laughs> I love it. I just love him. I love him to death. Uh, <sighs> he's probably one of my favorite characters in the past like five years of Pixar. <laughs> I just love I just love him. He's so funny and his sonari is just so hilarious. Yeah. And the fact that it's from like the guy the 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 guy from Modern Family and mm. the octopus is the granddad from Modern Family just makes just makes it way better. Um, yeah, definitely that adds layers. Yeah. And the little autos, oh the autos. I mean it's not it's not I mean and Dor- and Dory's story and finding her parents I I welled up. I didn't cry, I welled up when she found her parents. And the mm. fact that her parents had been like had been at the aquarium the whole time, just like laying out sh- sh- seashells, hoping she return. Oh man, the yes. feels like that was beautiful. That 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 really broke me up. And oh, the beluga whale was just so funny. Mm. I I can't I love I love him. Anyway, yeah. moving on to number seven <clears throat> is Toy Story. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Fair enough. That's mean, a respectable place. Yeah, I mean, like we said earlier, like I agree with you, it's one of the classics. It's one that a lot of kids and people our age remember. Mm. It's been this whole new thing. Like, wow, look at that. Probably actually might be. The, is that the first Pixar film? Uh, you no, know, it is. It absolutely is the first Pixar film. That. Let me fact check that. But yeah, no, it is Toy Story, yeah. nineteen ninety five. Year I was born. Year after you were born. Year after us. So I was I was one when mm. Toy Story came out. So it, it, you know, probably I'm older than Pixar. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an interesting story. But like, I haven't felt the need to go back to it in ages. Mm. You know, and. As much as I love Woody and Buzz and who didn't want to be Buzz or Woody and Halloween and all these kind of things. And they've, you know, lived and they've been there throughout our entire life. So the film hasn't necessarily aged well, I don't think, in my memory. Toy Story. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it has. And I, I, I feel, I feel like <laughs> it, I, it, a lot of kids might struggle to relate to it now. I think it's a very much our generational sort of film. Um, kind of like Friends, people bash on it and it's like, uh, what? It's like, but then uh, it's like a different yeah. generational thing. Yeah, I think it's a generational thing. I think of yeah. So, but I I really like it. And like I said, the from twelve onwards, the the margins are, are marginal. The the gaps between the yeah. ones are very marginal. Yeah, fair um, enough. With that, um, number six is Finding Nemo. Strong. Um, Strong. I mean, you know, Finding Nemo is a great film. Really, a beautifully animated. Un- like doing water in general is really hard and having a yeah. whole film set underwater is just an incredible feat of animation and yeah what a, what a story what a sad story dory and escape <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's got so many memorable moments and bubbles and the fish and the fish tank and you know all those things it's so memeable and yeah it's a strong Solid film, really, really well done. Not really much more to say about it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, number five, we're in the top five now. Ooh. The eagle eyes will know what's left. Um, number five is The Incredibles. Nice. You might think, being how nerdy I am, it would be way higher. But that back then was the original concept of Incredibles 2. You know, it was original then. Having a new set of superheroes and like a little family I thought was really interesting. I just like to see like the, you know, Mr. Incredible go fat and sort of lazy and all that kind of like yeah. living a mundane life was just really funny and how the kids sort of adapted and developed to to be superheroes. And I just really liked it. Mm. Yeah, it was just really good, really nerdy and really, really, really fits me well. So it's up there. Nice. Number four 
is Brave. Wow, that is high. Brave is so Brave was the last nice. film I saw in 2012 before I went on my mission to South Africa. So it's the last film that I saw. I saw it with a bunch of my friends. We were all like 18 year olds, 17, 18 year olds. We all like raced to the Empire in Dudley, I think, or wherever it was, and like sat near the front. Like we're like the oldest people there, apart that they didn't have kids. We all watched Brave. It was a great night. And I'm um, obviously it's Scottish. It mentions my hometown of Stornoway. And you know, if you layer I, this, is one thing I, one detail I really love. If you layer that, I don't know if you know the Pixar theory. No. That they're all connected, and there's like, there's so like uh, the yeah. The theory is that Boo from Monsters Inc. is the witch in Brave because there's a carving of um, and there's a drawing of Sully and Mike in her house and had whenever Merida opens the doors it's a different location it's actually the the doors from Monsters Inc and she's trying to find Mike and Sully and she's just really old now and so she's she seems like a witch to those people because she's gone back in time and all that kind of stuff and like there's a huge Pixar connected theory and I love it and I love that sort of like connection to Monsters Inc and Brave and yeah I just I mean I love it Scottish it's Billy Connolly's in it and you know she's really powerful and strong and as as a princess and you know taking her own destiny and, and the culture and the feel of yeah. Scotland and yeah I can just sorry I was interrupting there but I can really understand why it would resonate with you in particular I personally don't really rate it but like I can completely understand why like <laughs> for you as an individual it could mean a lot yeah is that just to stop my rant <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I just, I wanted to just kind of bring in my outrage at your positioning of it, um, because I wanted to acknowledge. I, it was me saying I'm, I was feeling your rant because okay. you're right. It has a lot of significance for you. Okay, good. I'm glad I've, I've, I've eased your burden. Yeah. <laughs> um, number three is Wally. That's where not, I get yeah. embarrassed. Um, not. Wally, by the way, it's Wally. Oh, really? Is it Wally? <laughs> oh. Um, but it's fine. Yep. Um, I can't. First of all, by the way, listeners, Paul has not seen Wally, which itself isn't a crime. I know. Um, um, I mean, it's a beautiful, heart wrenching and heartwarming film. This little robot is just all alone on the earth, just recycling, just doing his job, just. trunging along like being curious and like growing above his programming and like finding things that are really fun and like you know Wally is such a cute film and then he meets Eva and she's this like futurist robot and his mind is blown by who Eva is and they you know they find the plant and they go to the spaceship with the fat people and the floaty chairs and all these different things and it's a great message it's a it's a great story about people coming out of like laziness and how it's a stark warning about our uh, the current climate situation that we find ourselves in. And this is, you know, this is over. It's probably ten years old or more. I think it was oh seven was Wally. Uh, eight. Oh eight. Oh close. That's not bad. Yeah, very um, close. You know, it's twelve years old. And it still is re- it's a relevant story today. It's still cute and charming. And there's so little at the beginning as well. There's so little dialogue because he literally just says Wally basically the whole time. But they they are able to portray such emotion out, out of Wally that, you know, you just you just feel for your heart feels for him. And 
yeah, you need to watch it and get on board with Wally and put it high on your list because it's it's a film. Okay, I will I will make sure to that I will atone um, and <laughs> uh, repent. Sorry, I guess it would be, but yeah, no, I will uh, I will do that and uh, yeah. I'll get on that bandwagon. Um, finally, number two, not finally, number two is Monsters Inc. Wow. I love Monsters Inc. I love the the whole doors and Mike and Boo. She's so cute and Sully and just the whole thing about them going to scare children and like the door. Oh, I just Roz. Um, always. <laughs> I like there is so much content in that film and it's so funny and such a unique universe and thing. And yeah, I, how could you not Fair have enough, it? You know, how could you not? It's just. It's just such just an original really idea. Onto it. it is it, no the idea itself, the concept is brilliant. Like I have to, I have to concede that it was just not one that I personally really watched that much growing up and really got attached to. But maybe I should revisit it. Maybe I should, <laughs> uh, yeah, rewatch it. I like that my passion is in in invigorating you to rewatch things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that means that my top Pixar film is Inside Out. Um, Strong. I mean, like, I had an issue. When I first saw it, I actually had an issue with it because I kind of wanted it to be like you in the trailers where you just see different people's minds. Like you see Mm. in the credits, it just kind of looks at different people's minds and, like, has all the emotions reacting to their situations. I think that would be a great film. But, you know, the whole idea of these emotions and learning as a child to cope with more than one emotion at a time was just powerful the imaginary friend oh was so sad when he gave himself up to save joy and yeah just thought as as someone who struggled with emotions as a child and went through you know periods of of um, mental health issues and you know negative thoughts and all those sort of things especially as a child when I went through those I really connect to the whole idea of of feeling of feeling like my my feelings were shutting down and leaving me and leaving me dead you know deadened to what was going around me and i i because of my personal life really connected with that you know and i struggle with with anger issues and i can imagine and i think of myself i could imagine like a little anger like taking control of my brain and and doing things so i really connected to that and then like and then learning and that moment when when joy realizes that that one core memory is happy and sad at the same time and it's and it's almost like that because of the sadness you can have the joy Mm. you know and and because of these because of that emotion you have that emotion and they're all connected and they're all kind of one and they work as a unit and all the different the funny things and yeah it really connects with me and that is probably the most emotional i've ever been at a pixar film um was that film and when she when they save and she gets off the bus and goes to her family it's really it's really connects because I travel I you know I travel to different countries from Scotland to England it's a different country um and <laughs> I'd start and I'd you know start with new friends and things like that and and I know how hard it is and that it just personally connected with me massively and it's a beautiful film and I think it's really important for kids to understand that more than like Sheldon from Big Bang says, I, I watched Inside Out. I know I can feel th- two things at once. You know, it, <laughs> it's it's an important thing for kids to understand and to learn that they can feel two things at once. That a sad memory can be happy and it can lead to that. And yeah, I think it's a beautiful film. I fully support and endorse that. I think yeah, I couldn't agree more. It is. Yeah. It is. 
So that's that's my list. Yeah. All the Pixar films. Now, if you stayed with us this long, uh, presuming that you haven't switched it off in outrage because <laughs> you've trashed your favorite uh, film or because <laughs> our list isn't how it should be, uh, we would love to hear what you think. So we're going to put up a graphic of our our rankings and i'm sure that will provoke uh, a certain amount of discussion because people have very strong opinions about these things so please go ahead comment on that tell us what you think about these films and which one in particular you are attached to whether you're outraged at our ranking and we will kindly comment back (laughs) (laughs) we we only share one film and comment in our entire list which is why we had to do two because it's just not possible (laughs) no it isn't it isn't and i would imagine everyone's list would probably be different yeah depending on how they you know how they grew up we hope that you're all doing okay in uh in sort of quarantine slash potentially lockdown and we hope that this maybe inspires you to go on to watch some of your favorite Disney Pixar films. And that is the end. Yep. We'll be back in the coming weeks with classic films, more rankings. So keep an Lots eye out. Lots to look forward to. Lots to look forward to. If you're going running, this is a great um, listen for that for that long run. Mm. <laughs> aim, aim for the 5K. Um, yes. And uh, if, that, if there's nothing to add, that's all from me. And that's all from me. All right. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you next time.